This is Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, the channelnomics podcast that connects you with channel chiefs, thought leaders, and executives about what it takes to get the next generation of tech to market. Here's your host, Larry Walsh, the CEO and Chief Analyst of Channelnomics. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Changing Channels. I'm Larry Walsh. Uh, Marketing is one of these essential functions that makes go-to-market models work. Without marketing, all these products and services are created by vendors, sold through partners, would be well-kept secrets. Uh, And yet it's still somewhat underappreciated or a bit of a mystery in many cases uh, that many people don't really understand what marketing is, what marketing does, what marketing contributes to a vendor or to a channel organization. Uh, In conversations I've been having with partners literally around the world, there's been a recurring theme, uh, a chorus, if you will, of commentary about one particular vendor that seems to do a really good job at marketing, in particular, marketing to and through partners, and that's Dell. Uh, Partners have told us here at Channelnomics that Dell really does have a way about crafting messages, getting messages and value propositions to them and to the end customer that results in demand generation and ultimately in sales and revenue. So to talk about what is Dell doing in marketing that's different or what is Dell doing really well in marketing, we went right to the source. Today we have Cheryl Cook, the Senior Vice President of Global Partner Marketing at Dell Technologies here to talk about what Dell is doing for marketing. And with that, welcome to Changing Channels, Cheryl Cook. Hi, Larry. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So, Cheryl, Senior Vice President of Global Channel Marketing, big title. Why don't we just start for everybody who doesn't know what that means, particularly in the Dell context. What is, what is your job in practical terms? Well, thanks for asking, Larry. Actually, you know, I always define it as I'm here to try and help our partners win. But I lead our global partner marketing, which is really around our marketing strategy. How do we support partner launches? How do we do overall enablement of our partner community? Certainly managing MDF um, budgets and dollars. But essentially, it's how do we help our partners win? How do we help them create demand? It covers our global alliances and certainly our OEM business. So As you might expect, Dell is a pretty large company. We have a pretty robust partner ecosystem. And it's really around, you know, where we share joint go-to-market initiatives or joint offers that we've potentially created where we complement each other's intellectual property. It's, you know, how do we launch those, drive awareness in the market, enablement of both of our sales forces, and ultimately in the traditional channel, really just help them win and share content and campaigns and methodologies and a lot of education and enablement around best practices in digital marketing. Okay. Again, not a small job. Uh, And, you know, one of the things that's, one of the things that I hear, you know, successful people talk about is knowing what you do well and doing a really great job at that one thing. And the genesis of this conversation was Uh, In talking with some partners, and I've talked with many partners around the world, and one thing that keeps coming back is 
how good Dell is at marketing and particularly in channel marketing. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to actually, you know, as I said in the intro, talk with you about this. What is it that's, that Dell is doing differently in its marketing programs and particularly in what you're describing in terms of working with and enabling partners to be successful? What are you doing to actually do that? What's earning you a reputation for being a leader in, in marketing? Well, you know, thank you for saying that. And I think, honestly, the company, I mean, Dell, for the longest time, you know, we pride ourselves in being customer focused, customer obsessed, and we're a company that listens. And ultimately, when we are working with our partner community, you know, the partner revenue in Dell now is over half the company's revenue. It's really around trying to achieve the best possible customer experience for us all, right? So I describe sometimes to our team that one of the reasons I love working in the channel and with partners is it really requires three-dimensional thinking. It's how do we ultimately strive for that win-win-win for our customers, our partners, and ultimately for Dell. So we kind of start there, right? So we want to make sure that we share and we cascade all the good insights, best practices. We're a highly data-driven company. You know, Michael often says what gets measured gets done. So increasingly, when we're talking about digital transformation, you know, the buyer journey has evolved, but our discipline as marketers some of the fundamentals haven't changed, but the way with which we do them has. And we're increasingly going to online digital capabilities, leveraging marketing automation, MarTech. So with the spirit of staying customer focused, it's, you know, how can we increase our execution with the opportunity of leveraging those kind of tools and technology but enabling and educating our partners on how to maximize the best results and outcome for them as well. So the reason I love it and I'm having a great opportunity at it is it's really evolving. And you know, all of us can probably point to examples in every discipline, every industry where digital transformation and automation is helping us just get better at what we do. And marketing is no different. So it's really about a personalized experience. And for us, it's how do we offer the most relevant, personalized experience and engagement at scale across a pretty broad, broad product portfolio. So when you look at the breadth of our technology and capabilities, it's really how to be as customized and relevant and personalized across a pretty broad array of technology. So I think Dell just shares a lot of those best practices and capabilities. And again, we are really focused on that third dimension, which is enabling our partners to be self-sufficient, enabling our partners to evolve and mature along their capabilities and their opportunity to really lean into these automation uh, capabilities and opportunities so that they too can deliver that personalized experience for our shared customers. Yeah, let's let's drill into that because I, I find that really interesting. There's two things that, that you said that seem incongruent. 
is that that you want to leverage the resources that are available automation and we hear a lot about automation particularly in marketing so you know and there's a entire alphabet soup of acronyms from abm to tcma uh so for those of you who don't know abm is account-based marketing tcma is through channel marketing automation and there's a host of other ones out there as well but automation often comes across as somewhat being impersonal not personal that it is it is it is a poor impersonation for that personalization experience. Yet there's this there's this theme, this this you know that people talk about persistently is that we have to be more personal in our messaging. We have to be more personalized or more bespoke in the way that we present information, the way that we reach out. So how do you cross those two ideas that don't seem to that seem to be moving in opposite directions? Well, you know, first of all, I think you know, as we're all learning and maturing on how to capitalize on the capabilities of what marketing automation can do, there's no substitute for just the human business acumen and how as marketers, we need to ensure that we're leveraging it appropriately. So potentially, when you have a poor experience, that could be marketing automation not done so well, right? Personalization. I always send examples to the rest of my team when I'll get an auto-generated email that uses my name wrong or an auto-generated note that is inappropriate. And like I said, we're a data-driven company. And I think for all of us, it's really starting with your customer data. And one of the benefits of Dell is, as I said, we're customer obsessed. So we have a strong capability of really understanding our customers with a high sensitivity and respect for privacy and ensuring that if you look at, you know, I described to the team, when we talk about the buyer journey has changed, frankly, I think all of us can just explore or examine our own preferences. The Amazon online experience has forever reset all of our expectations on how we want to engage. And we know, and you've done research yourself on how many of our customers, particularly even in a commercial B2B setting, wanna do self-education and research online first. So it's really about that magic opportunity of engaging your customer prospect in the manner and meeting them where they are. Some of it'll be online and just make sure that they can navigate and find the information that they're most interested in easily and frictionless. Some of it will be in person when we have our sales teams engage with them. And I kind of call this a little bit of the handshake between marketing and sales has actually never been tighter. And I've spent most of my career in sales and about the last six years in marketing and so being intuitive and understanding, you know, the customers are pretty intelligent. There's so much information online. It's just how do we reach them where they are in the manner they want to be met with? And then bringing that business acumen that I said from your marketing team, from your sales team, that can certainly complement a lot of the information that your AI and marketing automation is able to automate for you. So, you know, what is, you know, I, I agree with you because this is increasingly a, a buyer's market in terms of they now, the buyer now has choices that they've never had before. 
in terms of how they buy from companies. They may buy from Dell, but they may buy from Dell through your marketplace, or they may buy from one of your reseller partners, or they may buy from a third-party marketplace, or they may come through a side door because they've re they've they've come to you because of some influencer pointing to them to you in your some direction. How do you account for the channels that the buyer has to reach you in terms of messaging out to them? Does messaging have to change now based on the channels that the customers are using? Well, I think for sure. I mean, one thing is just being true to your brand and who we are as a company, right? And then let's make sure that the experience they have, irregardless of the channel and the way they navigate themselves and educate, <clears throat> gets the best of all possible outcomes, which is why, frankly, when you look at the opportunity of what our partners bring, they get the trust of what Dell represents as a brand and our innovative offers and our technology coupled and complemented with all the capabilities and expertise and industry expertise and frankly relevant understanding of our customers business that our partners represent. So I think consistency is key. I think understanding and making sure you're driving a very cohesive online experience, which includes how you show up on your own website. And in our case, we have a pretty large e-commerce platform with Dell.com. So not only can people educate, do research, get customer testimonials, they can actually transact on Dell.com. And increasingly, we see that as an area of necessity, that customers are actually wanting to be able to do that. We offer things like our premier pages, which for our commercial clients offers them that ease of use and frictionless and online capability without having to interact, frankly, with marketing or sales. So I think when you look at the multiple channels, SEO search is increasingly going to be important. You know, you look at, you know, people will tell you whether it's Google or candidly, I've even read statistics where Amazon is the first place people search now. So understanding that when people look for you and look for what your capabilities are, that you're very cohesive and consistent um, online. And then again, back to that enablement, it's really working with our partners and our big alliance partners to ensure that we can complement and co-brand and co-represent the complementary nature of what the holistic offer and holistic capabilities are that our partners bring that we're very mindful of enabling both in the way of content and resources, but also for smaller partners, whether it's concierge services or training and education on how they can get started and frankly be a part of that digital um, experience and digital presence. Yeah. You, you brought up what you do with your alliances. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and there's a couple of, you know, first, you know, what you're describing is what many people are now calling ecosystems, um, which I consider the, one of the, being one of the most tortured words in the business today. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, you laugh, but I mean, I, if, for everybody who hasn't everyone's heard Everyone's using it. You're right. Everyone yeah. is using the term. Yeah. And, and everyone is treating it like it's a new thing. Uh, with, but as I've argued, in fact, everybody, if you go and watch my other podcast in the margins, you'll hear me rant about how ecosystems is what built this business. It's not something that's new, but it does create another dimension when it comes to marketing 
so do you find that it's it, it how well actually it does add another dimension to when it comes to marketing when you have to work with alliance partners to describe the accretive value that comes from integrated systems or multi-product and multi-branded systems how does that change the way that you approach marketing particularly to partners and then down through the you know helping them do the same messaging down to customers well, I, I think to your point, you know, we try again, you know, we try and just be outside in thinkers and let's make sure that when we are marketing, whether it's driving awareness or if it's thought leadership or if you're actually down funnel into actual demand generation, you've got to be able to speak their language and make sure you're offering a value, right? How do we unlock the mutual value of what we're bringing together. So in the example you just gave, whether it's a joint engineered offer that one of our largest global alliance partners leveraging Dell technology and Dell's capabilities or some of our innovative offers that we jointly highlight and showcase what the one plus one equals three or five means to the market, to our customers, that it can either be an accelerant to revenue for them. It can be a risk mitigator because of the breadth and scale and experience and capabilities of both Dell and our large partner. And in so many ways, honestly, it is when you look at the pace of change right now, all of us are having to deliver and drive relevant value to the business. And I think to your point, Larry, it's been around for some time, but we are thinking about it and speaking to it in a different context now than I think we did before. It used to be that we all played a role in piece parts of the solution, and we had different pieces of technology that would get integrated together for a solution. Now, if you look at just all the digital transformation and automation we've been discussing, you look at the pace of change, we actually see that you have multiple partners engaging in single solutions and single deployments, I think primarily for a reason. No partner's trying to do it all. Frankly, none of us can do it all alone. And the customer is the ultimate organic orchestrator of it at the moment. They're the ones that have pressing and vexing business needs, and they're bringing the strengths of each of us together to achieve the outcome and the business value and the business benefit as quickly as possible. And so I think what we're seeing, and certainly in a company like Dell, you know, we find ourselves now we're, I think, the largest IT infrastructure company in the industry today. So we obviously have strong and deep relationships and partnerships with strong technology partners, whether that's a Oracle or an SAP or a VMware or a Red Hat. And we have strong alliance relationships with companies like you mentioned, you know, whether it's Deloitte or Ernest & Young or frankly, AWS and Google. And this notion of frenemies or cooperation, you know, on any given engagement, we need to all come together, frankly, for the betterment of the outcome for our customers. So when I think about it in a marketing context, it's really trying to ensure we're speaking most relevantly to the given audience around what the power of the partnerships mean to them and the value that's unlocked and unleashed 
between that relationship where as innovators and technology companies, we're doing the work on behalf of the customer of either certifying and validating reference architectures. We're doing work to optimize performance. We're doing work to offer the most seamless frictionless services experience. And in many ways, as you know, when everything needs to be evaluated in modern consumption models, it's how do we come together to deliver the right kind of business model in a flexible subscription consumption oriented way rather than just the traditional CapEx. So all of these exciting things are kind of coexisting at the same time right now. And frankly, we just try and simplify, be as highly relevant to, frankly, the market opportunity and, and show our mutual and shared customers how together these partnerships are unlocking value. I agree with you is that there's a lot of aggregation of value that's going on. Um, whether it's happening at the partner level or it's happening at the customer level. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a recognition that no one brand, no one vendor can solve for all the customer's needs, even in an extended solution. However, I also recognize to what you said as being correct, Dell being a very large, if not the largest infrastructure company in the business. Uh, in addition to infrastructure, you also have a a plethora of other products, both on the consumer level as well as on more of a productivity level. Say, you know, with you know, look, you're known for PCs. That's mm -hmm. where you, that's where Michael started his business, right? Out of the doing you know, the the fabled dorm room. Um, Dell, though, and I hear this from partners as well as customers. They say Dell actually has one of the broadest portfolios in the business. That gives you a lot of weapons to attack the market and to make yourself even in sometimes places where you would not be competitive on one specific point to be more attractive on a broader basis. So from a marketing perspective, particularly as you're trying to enable the partners, how do you and your team place your bets? Where do you know to make investments or to prioritize your messaging or prioritize your efforts in support of such a broad portfolio? Well, you know, I think, you know, one of our biggest opportunities, to your point, one of our biggest strengths, and we believe a differentiator actually for Dell Technologies is the breadth of our portfolio. And sometimes the opposite side of that coin can be, how do you not make it too complex? How can you simplify and get your messaging to resonate? And, you know, we actually do quite a bit of enablement and messaging around what we would call our Dell Technologies Advantage. And, you know, we're very, very fortunate that for the, the length that Michael Dell has been able to build this great company, we have a brand that's highly recognized, it's highly trusted. And to your point, we do participate in what we'll say, kind of the edge to the core, to the cloud of solutions. So, we try and make sure that from a messaging perspective, we're beginning to really try and speak to outcomes. You know, what are the business values and the business benefits that people are looking for? There's no question we have underlying products and technology that can help deliver those outcomes. But from a messaging and from a campaign perspective, we try and tell a story and make it as real and relevant and articulate the opportunity 
and the business value for customers who are wrestling with similar problems that can be had. And then we clearly can ladder down to a set of enabling capabilities, both services and products, coupled and complemented by our vast partner community that can help address those type problems. And there's a high degree of trust that you can have in a company like Dell with the strength of our partnerships to either shorten the time to revenue and value for our customers, again, mitigate risk because of the number of times and deployments that we've been able to do it. And frankly, in a marketing sense, we'll arm and enable our partners with the right kind of content, white papers, use cases, customer testimonials, examples of how it's been brought to life and used for them to be able to go complement and leverage with their own partners. We certainly have partners integrated into a lot of our customer engagement opportunities. For example, we're here in the, uh, the last part of our calendar year going into our final quarter of the year. And we host events around the world called our enterprise forums, which frankly just showcase our messaging, our campaigns. We bring some of our Dell senior executives all with our partners, frankly, to give examples on what are industry trends, what are the types of innovative solutions we're able to bring to the market so that they can leverage and benefit. And again, you know, our job and role in marketing is to ensure that we've driven the right awareness and education and enablement for them to be able to leverage it. We extend and share best practices on how to ensure their investments, their bets, when they're betting on Dell, are pointed and aimed at those type of things that we know deliver the best return and can frankly deliver pipeline and opportunity for them to be able to capitalize on so that in the end, together we're winning together. When we talk about marketing investments, this is a big deal because technology companies like Dell spend literally tens of billions of dollars a year on various things from traditional air cover marketing to raise brand awareness to discrete types of marketing like thought leadership or like influencing or even into social. How do you measure efficacy? How can you, when somebody's, especially as the economy tightens and budgets tighten, somebody typically comes along and says, well, how do I know it's working? You know, so what do you, how do you prescribe uh, the key performance indicators that demonstrate the value that marketing delivers? No, that's an excellent question. I think it's really critical and important. You know, we all need to ensure, and even as you said, whether it's in good times or in challenging times, that we're learning and we're being good stewards and we're making wise and effective use of any of our resources, whether it's MDF dollars, our people resources, our lab equipment and demo equipment, so that ultimately it's being put to work to deliver the best results. And we do have a pretty robust um, set of KPIs and methodologies, and we ultimately measure ROI and POI, revenue on investment per MDF dollar or pipeline on investment of MDF dollar. And we share rather transparently and openly with our partners 
those sets of campaigns, those types of activities, those types of marketing engagements and tactics that tend to deliver the best results. And we share that because we're a unique company, unlike I think many in the rest of the industry, is we have a very strong, robust, direct sales and marketing capability in Dell, complemented by a very powerful and robust partner ecosystem. And again, I said we're highly data-driven. So we share a lot of those insights with our partners. We do routine surveys of our partner community to really get direct feedback on, one, the flexibility of our program, two, the ability for them to be able to achieve the potential in the type of return that we're anticipating and expecting. And so, like I said, it's a bit of a closed loop on enablement and training, but specific on ROI and POI through deal registration, through revenue capture, we actually have a pretty robust methodology that is a way with which we can demonstrate to partners. And candidly, we will make business decisions and judgments on making more investments, higher bets with those partners that have demonstrated and proven to be more efficient and effective with the utilization of those. We may go work on education and enablement with those partners who have shown you know, to be less effective so that we can ensure that we're maximizing the return, but ultimately we're empowering, you know, the partner community to get better at their game. And that's really kind of where we look at it maybe in both aspects. Yeah. Now, Cheryl, you and I, you mentioned this, you spent most of your career in sales. Yes. Uh, in fact, when you and I met, you were in sales. Yes. Um, and but you've been in marketing now for six years. What do you know now that you didn't know then? What what would you what's the biggest revelation you had that changed the way that you approach your job? And how would you or would you give what advice would you give to others that are making that transition into marketing or trying to find a new way of doing things in, in channel marketing? Well, I think both roles have evolved. And and if I look back and you know, what do I do different now or what insights did I potentially bring? You know, I, I mentioned earlier that I view it as a handshake between marketing and sales. And I honestly think done well, done right, marketing, particularly with what we're doing now in the way of digital marketing, can make our sellers more productive, can make our sellers more efficient because we're able to garner and offer and recommend and give true insights from our customers and our um, prospects, digital body language and what preference they've demonstrated and shared with us already so that our sellers can have rich, meaningful conversations where this whole notion of education, I mean, I know I spent so much of my time in sales just trying to learn and understand the customer's issues and problems. When you look at how much education and preference the buyers have already done before they meet a seller, what I see today now, and frankly, I think it's a bit of the credibility that we can bring back to sales, is we're engaging and offering to our sales teams that benefit of insight, that benefit of 
you know, it's not just buying a mailing list and giving them a set of leads that, okay, we said we've qualified them. We're talking about really sophisticated data models, identifying likely to buy prospects and targets, not just with an array of offers, but with a high degree of probability and precision around what it is they've expressed an interest that they're searching and influencing on. So I think the opportunity for us both is one, I said, I try and find that win, win, win. Your customer experience will go up when they feel they're engaging with a company that is both giving them online the kind of resources and material they want to learn and research on and being met by our highly qualified sales teams around a conversation that is progressing them and really answering questions rather than having to educate the sales team on what their business problem is. So I find it actually really exciting. You know, I'm a bit of a closet geek myself. So knowing what the opportunity is of really finding that, you know, harmony, if you will, and just finding that synchronicity of meet them where they are, give them the right kind of insight, information, and frankly, engagement with our experts, whether it's our technical team, our specialists, and our sellers, then there's a higher probability of them wanting to work with Dell and our partners because the customer feels we get them. We kind of understand what it is they're looking for. And you're shortening sales cycles. You're making your sellers more productive. You're ultimately driving a higher return on the financial and human resources that you're deploying against. And you've got a happy customer. So it's a pretty exciting opportunity. We're frankly just scratching the surface, I think, as an industry. When you look at the opportunity and potential of really crafting a seamless and highly engaged nurture experience and what the journey is online. Um, but I think it's fascinating and I'm having a ball actually. It really sounds like it. And I, you know, I could sit here and talk with you for hours about this. Char, we're going to have to have you back another time to continue this conversation. But this has been re some really great insights. Thanks for joining us here on Changing Channels. No, thanks for having me, Larry. I appreciate it. Thank you. Everyone, again, thanks to Cheryl Cook, the Senior Vice President of Global Partner Marketing at this little company down in Texas called Dell. Well, that's about all the time we have for this episode of Changing Channels. Again, I want to thank our guest, Cheryl Cook, the Senior Vice President of Global Partner Marketing at Dell Technologies. And I want to thank all of you for checking in again with Changing Channels. We do this podcast because we want to help keep all of you informed about what the rest of the world is doing in terms of bringing new models, new innovations, new thinking to channels and routes to market. Technology is literally changing the world around us, and Channelnomics is here tracking all of those changes. So keep coming back if you like what we're doing. Hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends. Check out our other new podcast, In the Margins, for our quick takes on what's happening around the world. Until next time, I'm Larry Walsh. Thank you for joining Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, a production of Channelnomics. If you've enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and share with your friends. For more information about Channelnomics services and insights, Follow us on Twitter and YouTube, and check out our website at channelnomics.com. Channelnomics is a registered trademark of, and Changing Channels is copyright by, 2112 Enterprises, LLC.